Dr. Alan Leica here, and I'd like to welcome you to How to Live a Fantastic Life Show, where we will be discussing the important aspects of your life. We hope to inspire you to live the best life you can. Get out of your comfort zone and explore the awesome world around you. Break through your barriers. Take inspired action. Use the difficulties in your life to achieve the best version of you. Ladies and gentlemen, today I have a real special guest. His name is Russ Yeager, and you may not have heard about him, but he is a body health and life transformation specialist. And all those things help men and women create a life they love by getting their body, health, and abundant energy they deserve without starving themselves, doing fad diets, and having their lives resolve uh, around working out. After growing up chubby himself and having to wear husky pants, Russ decided that he wanted to figure out what it means to be fit, lean, and healthy. Russ was never able to fully reach his goals until he hired a coach and entered and won an international physique competition at the age of 27 years. Wow. So Russ has used this really to get his life together, get everything together, and then build his life around it. So not only does he talk the talk and walk the talk. He teaches the talk and helps others get to that level as well. Thank you for being here, Russ. Thank you for having me, Dr. Leica. Really excited to spend some time with you. Fantastic. So, Russ, what's more important, dieting or exercise? Uh, I love that you're starting off with that question. So, so most fitness people will say, or nutritionists will say it's 80% diet, right? I, I disagree with that. I think it's about 50-50, but people say that because the eating's the hardest part, right? If you're not used to working out, yeah, it's challenging, you know, to get going and get in the habit. But if you're working out, you know, three, four, maybe five times a week, which three times a week consistently is plenty, like you can you can wrap your head around that. But food, it's, it's important, and we can talk about why I say that, um, why the exercise is so important. And if you just focus on the nutrition, you're not going to reach your goals long term. But the nutrition is the hardest part. I mean, food tastes good is the biggest problem, especially the stuff that has too many calories and, and is not good for us. And, you know, as, as you read in my bio, I grew up the chubby kid. I'm not one of those fitness guys that loves eating chicken and broccoli all day. Um, I've struggled with, you know, overeating, binge eating my whole life. You know, I have it under control now. I've literally won pizza eating contests before. Um, so, so, you know, that's the biggest challenge. And then the other thing is everybody's talking about the what to eat and the when to eat, right? You know, no, no sugar, you know, no starch, no carbs, um, you know, don't eat after six, you know, eat every two hours to keep your metabolism going. No intermittent fasting, you know, paleo, keto. It's, it's very confusing. So I think they're both equally important. I just think that the nutrition is just the hardest part for people. Well, and you know, those food scientists have it all geared up too, because that all tastes good. And the more it tastes good, the more you want to eat it. hundred percent. They combine taste to make it even more addictive. Salt and and fat is more addictive than just salt itself. Salt and yep. sugar is more addictive than just salt or sugar itself. So by combining all these tastes, they really nail it so that a person gets addicted, especially with a person that has a tendency 
to want to eat. Definitely. And it doesn't fill you up either. So, you know, it's very easy to overeat <laughs> and that causes, causes weight gain, but also, you know, over and over you're bombarding your, you know, insulin, uh, you know, leads to diabetes and all kinds of problems. Now, one of my friends, Matt Fury, taught me one very useful technique in eating. And uh, that technique is to eat an, ap an apple one hour before your regular meal. Mm -hmm. Because if you eat an apple, that fills you up and you won't be as hungry at mealtime. Great advice. I actually do that sometimes. Um, I don't know if I learned it from Matt. I know Matt. I've met Matt before. But um, yeah, I, I think that's a great tactic. And another great tactic is to eat your vegetables first. If you get to your dinner plate and eat your vegetables first, such as your salad or your beans or your peas, that fills you up so you don't have as much room to eat the other stuff that's going to be as harmful to you. Yeah, absolutely. We have, a, I mean, that's our, we have three young kids. So that's our rule. You got to eat your vegetables, you know, you got to eat your food. And I'm, you know, I'm, again, I'm a, I'm an 80, 20 guy. So, you know, I believe the healthiest way to do it is a hundred percent. You eat all healthy, nutritious food. You never eat pizza, ice cream, cheeseburgers, not realistic for most people. So my whole thing now is, you know, I tried to used to eat only clean all the time, or I'd have one cheat day a week, which ended up, you know, where I was gorging myself on all the stuff I was depriving myself of. And I was like, there has to be a better way. So what I do now for myself and teach my clients is, you know, 80% of the time, eat the healthy, nutritious foods, the fruits, vegetables, you know, all that stuff we know is good for us. 20% of the time, eat whatever you want, you know, with, within reason every day, a little bit, you know, so now you're not depriving yourself, you plan it in. It's a way you can be healthy, you know, fit, look good, um, have energy, but it's realistic for people. But you, you know, the key is you have to watch your calories, you know, cause if you eat, you know, if you start going crazy on, you know, the, the processed stuff or the, the fun stuff, so to speak, that can add up really quickly. So our rule is my personal rule is for my dinner. You know, I have my lean meats, I have my vegetables, you know, maybe my sweet potatoes. And when I eat all that and same thing for my kids, okay, if I want some ice cream, you know, or some, I don't really eat chips, more like ice cream or popcorn or something like that, then I can have that, you know, within a controlled amount after I've put the good stuff in. And you're right, you're less likely to want to overeat when you've filled yourself up with the, the good nutrients. Lots of times people are not necessarily hungry, but they're nutrient deprived. And so they, they need to get whatever food they can in their body. And you know, we all eat for the wrong reasons. We eat because we're sad. We eat because we're mad. We eat because uh, we, we use food in our society as something else than what it's meant to be. hundred percent. I mean, the emotional part of eating again, I've, I've got, uh, you know, some of that I've been dealing with, you know, my whole life, but it's, uh, it's true, man. And it's, it's a, you know, it's a mindset thing. A lot of people eat for emotional reasons or they eat for enjoyment. And I'm like, or they eat for, you know, connection. And I'm like, those are, those are okay reasons to eat, but it can't be your top three. You know, number one has got to be to fuel your body and to, you know, take care of this temple, you know, that you were given. One of my affirmations I started writing down this year, cause I grew up, you know, I won that international physique transformation contest. So for me, it was all about that time, the abs, I got into natural bodybuilding and, you know, I just wanted to, to be ripped. Right. And, uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, we all want to look good and be vain, but now 27 years older at 47, you know, I have different goals. I want to be healthy. Um, you know, I want to be energetic. So it's more about, you know, finding a, a reasonable, um, you know, a plan that can do that and having, you know, not just, Hey, I want to look good, but I want to eat in a way that, 
you know, really respects my body so I can, you know, live as long as possible. One of my goals to live, you know, past a hundred at least. And, you know, but I want to enjoy the years and, and be healthy and fit. So it's just a, a mindset of why you're eating. And again, it's okay to eat for enjoyment. It's okay to eat for connection. Maybe not okay to eat for emotional reasons, but that just can't be your, your main reason. Now, this is how exercise, I think, ties it in. When you really exercise, your hunger goes down. I know when I used to work really hard as a, as a kid, I'd be too tired to eat. I, I, that suppresses your appetite as well if you do it properly. If you really exercise to the level that you, you should be doing and get your cardio doing and your heart pumping and stuff like that, that I think suppresses your appetite as well. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's also, I, you know, it also makes you not think about eating. Like I know my, my time, I'm, I have to fight it the most and it's the hardest for me. And I, I get the most bored is, you know, if I'm around the house on the weekends, when I'm going during the week for work, I mean, I'm doing calls like this, doing podcast interviews and I do my workout and yeah, I'm not thinking about uh, food. So yeah, I agree with you on that. Yeah. So, so let's go through your routine so people can maybe emulate you you know, you've got a young family, you've got other things going on in your life. You're, you're a person that loves to be involved in them. How do you put it all together? Definitely. So do you want me to go through just the fitness part or everything? Let's go through a regular day in your life and then let's yeah. go through the fitness part. Yeah. So I'll, I'll include it all. I mean, so I just spoke at um, an event here in Atlanta with uh, John Maxwell, Jesse Itzler, some other big names. So that was a, you know, that was different, right. And that was a huge, you know, thing. And that's, that's my passion is getting out and, you know, speaking on stages and, and doing interviews like this, where I can, you know, spread my message. My mission is to help 1 million people get the physical, mental, and emotional health they need so they can live a life they love. Um, and so, but in a norm, but we all have the normal day. So a normal day for me is, is really consistent. Um, I wake up at about six o'clock. Uh, this is something I added last year. One of my personal goals I made last year was to read the Bible. I've never been able to. So that's the first thing I do after I go to the bathroom um, with a big glass of cold water. Uh, then I write my goals out. I learned that from Grant Cardone. I write them in the morning and first thing or second thing. I write them at night. I write my goals and I write my targets for the day. So I'm getting my mind right. I'm setting up my mind. Uh, then my kids will usually, uh, my daughter usually gets up first. She'll usually come downstairs and, uh, you know, give me a hug. And then I get them breakfast, uh, take my older son to his school. Um, my wife typically takes the younger ones to a, a daycare. And then I take my son to a, a private Christian school. Um, on the way, we watch um, uh, Cardone University. Again, Grant Cardone, one of my, my mentors. So it's his training program, you know, for sales, marketing, business. And so we watch that together, which, I mean, I say watch sitting up on the thing. We're listening to it. It's not like we're holding the phone or driving. So nobody can get nervous there. And, uh, and then I drop him off. And then I do another thing I just added again, I'm always learning. Um, at this event last weekend, a guy named Gary Breckus spoke very smart on, uh, anti-aging and health. He was talking about breathing and I knew the benefits of breathing, but, um, you know, I, I, it's, it's knowing again, knowing and doing is different. Right. So I started doing the breathing exercise. And again, we were talking about it before we came on. I do it in the car. Right. So it's no extra time. Uh, then I do my affirmations in my mind. Oh, I forgot one thing. I take a shower uh, in the morning and I started doing cold showers last year. Again, the, for the health benefits. I hate it. Never gets easier, but uh, it is really good for <laughs> you. And if you can jump in the shower, I figure if I can jump in ice cold water first thing in the morning in the dark, like I can handle anything for the rest of the day. 
Um, and then I'll start my day. You know, I work typically from, from my home office right here. I have my two personal training studios. Um, I go in there once a week on Tuesday. I have managers at both. So I meet with them, you know, uh, you know, meet with the team for our team meetings. Uh, but then I'm working on, you know, mostly now strategy for my business where we're going next, you know, leading my team, coaching my team, mentoring them. Um, I do a lot of podcasts, you know, interviews like this. And my bet, my sometimes I'll work out in the morning after I drop my son off, but my favorite time is is at lunchtime, you know, about noon. Um, I'll get in because yeah, because I get up early, man. I'm ready to go. Um, I have some black coffee, and then I go into my workout, and it then it just like turbocharges me for the rest of the day. It's a nice break, you know. End up working the rest of the day, uh, you know. Pick up my whoever me and my wife figured out who's picking up who. Uh, we have family dinner most nights, not every night, but most nights do like getting around the table. Uh, you know, we'll get them ready for bed. We'll play superheroes. Um, and then I'll usually do, you know, a little bit more work, uh, you know, before I go to bed. So, you know, I've got it, having three kids, you know, people who don't have kids don't realize until you have them, it takes up a lot of time. So it's forced me like I am very and I believe in sleep. You know, I sleep about eight hours a night. Um, so it's like when I'm up, man, I am efficient and, and getting stuff done. Um, but that's, that's kind of, kind of my routine and it's pretty, you know, it's, it's consistent, man. Um, I stretch after each workout, something I didn't do for years and, uh, you know, paid the price. Um, so, um, trying to think if I left anything out significant. Cool. Let's go through your workouts because I think that's important for people. Yeah. So, uh, do you stretch before your workouts as well, as well as after? I don't before, you know, I was, was taught early on and it, you know, depends on who you listen to, which study, um, you know, that stretching, you don't want to stretch a cold muscle. You want to stretch after. Um, so I'll warm up, I walk, you know, 10, 15 minutes just to get my blood flowing. Then I'll warm up doing, you know, whatever body part I'm doing. I'll start with lightweight. Um, I lift weights. So I tell people when I tell people what type of exercises they should do, I say, there's two types. Number one, something you enjoy so that you'll actually do it consistently, which is the most important. And number two, you need to include some kind of resistance training or strength training um, at least two times a week. And the reason gets back to, you know, I was talking about the 50-50 on the nutrition and weights is weights is the only, we know it gives us muscles, makes us strong, but it's the only exercise that actually increases your metabolism. The number of calories you burn every day, you know, every pound of muscle that you build burns an extra 10 to 40 calories a day. So you put on 10 pounds of muscle, you're burning an extra two to 400 calories every day, all day long. You know, a lot of people talk about passive income, which I love. We love real estate. So I call this passive fat burning. And it's really the secret of those people that you see that can, you know, seem to stay fit and lean and, and eat whatever they want. Not to mention the benefits for your muscles and your bones and joints and everything from the strength training. So I'm big on the strength training. And I'm lucky enough that, you know, what I enjoy happens to be the, the strength training. So I do my just walking, warming up. I do a few warm up sets. I go hard on the weights and then I'll stretch, you know, do a 10 or 15 minute, you know, stretch and mobility work at the end. And again, I hate stretching. Um, I didn't do it my whole life, but it's, it's the consistency. Like if, if I can get one message, you know, when I spoke this weekend, the number one factor of success is consistency. So I said, I can't, I've tried yoga. I can't do an hour and a half and doing all the stuff I said, but I can stretch 10 minutes a day, every day. And when I started that, you know, beginning of last year, man, the, the compounding effect is incredible. Yeah, what is your view on cardio? I, I mean, there's a lot of contradictory information about that, about making your heartbeat get up over 120 a minute and stuff like that, and whether it's beneficial or not. Yeah, I just did a, a, a video on this yesterday. And again, you know, I'm, I, I do look at research. I'm more of a practical guy. But, you know, for years and years, 
um, I did a lot of high intensity cardio. And again, for me at that time, it was so I could get lean, right? And so I could get it over with versus walking. I used to make fun of walking. My number one cardio exercise now is walking. And in the re- there's a couple of reasons. You know, one, I have, I have one hip that had early bone on bone arthritis. So my left hip is titanium for six years. Right hip is, is pretty much bone on bone. Um, and then, you know, so it's, you know, running and high intensity impact just doesn't work for me. Um, but also the problem with the, high, like the, the benefit of the high intensity, you really get your heart rate up 170, 180 is, um, you burn, you know, you get that afterburn effect, you increase your metabolism. It's a shorter time frame. You can go 15, 20 minutes. And then for me, the biggest thing is the, the mental, like just sometimes just sweating and pushing hard, um, is good for you. The downside of it though is that it's, um, it, you know, can make you tired, break down your body. It can, you know, hurt, prevent you from being your best on your strength exercises. And for me, you talked about when you exercise, it would make you not as hungry. When I do a lot of high intensity cardio, I get starving and then I'm more likely to overeat or I just have to tough it out and be starving. So walking, I love, you know, any practically anybody can do it. It burns a lot of calories, um, you know, in, in a, in a low impact way. Um, especially if you're outside, you get vitamin D from the sun. I put on my, you know, my ear pods and, uh, you know, I listen to a, a podcast or something positive. So I'm getting the physical, mental and emotional health and the walking does not, it actually, as you said, suppresses my appetite versus, uh, making me hungry. So lifting weights and walking are, are, are my two things, but I will once a week, like I did the Peloton yesterday where I'm just going 30 minutes, hardcore and more so for that, just that mental I want to build that mental, you know, toughness and sweat it out. Yeah. And there's nothing like burning it out and being that way. But again, it, it has its problems with your joints. It has its problems with wear and tear. You know, our body isn't built for that repeated wear and tear as well as you, as you realized at a very young age. It's so true. And I, you know, I asked my doctor, does this have to do with me doing a lot of sports? He said it could have uh, made it go faster, but you just, you know, your hip, didn't fit your socket genetic kind of thing. So weird kind of thing. But um, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, one of the things I talk about and I'm I'm always learning is I used to just like grind it out. And so many, I think among entrepreneurs, business owners, we like, we have that mentality of you have to work hard and it's almost like hard work and grinding becomes the goal. And so my, you know, what I've distinction I've made over the past few past few years is okay. I'm willing to do whatever it takes to reach the goal but I'm going to try to find the easiest way so I can conserve my energy and put that into the next goal. You know, don't make the grinding, the goal, make the goal, the goal. And uh, that's, that's really, really helps me out. Uh, Cause you see so many people doing these workouts, they're killing themselves they're exhausted at the end of the day. You know, they're eating foods they hate just because they think they have to, and they're still not getting the results they want. And it's like, how likely are you to stick to your fitness program if it feels like torture? Yeah, and I, I think that's the the myth of New Year's resolutions is that for three weeks everybody's going to do them, and then right after they're they're off them. Uh, one of my friends said, "You know, I'm going to buy a exercise studio," and he said, "After three weeks, I'm going to convert it to a bar, and then I'm going to make a lot of money." <laughs> he, he absolutely would. He absolutely would. Because, funny, because, funny story. The first gym I worked in actually had it looking back, this thing's crazy, but it was totally normal at the time. It had a bar in the gym and they had, they gave away free popcorn and people would work out and come downstairs and, and have drinks. <laughs> looking back, that's pretty funny. Well, it is pretty funny, but you know, maybe that's the way of the future because people do have their vices and uh, they, unfortunately, they will stick to their vices more than anything else. 
That's right. That's where you know a lot of people will say, "Oh, Russ, talk, you know, he tells you to eat ice cream and pizza and you know that kind of stuff." And I'm like, "No, but my my whole point is, yeah, okay, if you're never going to eat, the best answer is to never eat anything unhealthy. But who is going to do that? You know, I know three people that you know do that. One is lying. I know. Um, the other is probably lying, and one I'm pretty sure is telling the truth, and he's probably going to live longer, you know, than all of us. But for the rest of us, my whole point is like, you're going to do it anyway. Plan it in." strategically versus trying to be perfect and then messing up, you know, which number one, you're going to physically probably eat more because you've been depriving yourself. And then mentally, I know for me, at least that messed me, messed me up. Like I'm labeling foods good and bad and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Well, all things in moderation. I think that's the key with it. I mean, ideally you will live longest if you act like a Buddhist monk and just eat rice and, uh, you know, prayer and meditate all the days of your life and you know you'll do very well you'll live to a hundred maybe 120 but you probably won't live the life that you want to yeah exactly yeah i want to live to 100 but you know i'll I'll take uh however many you know great years that that god gives me yeah i I think that's the key with this it's it's how you react to it how you do it and how you do the things that are important so there you've given our listeners some things that are very important. So let, let's start with a person just starting off on their exercise routine right now. What's your advice for them? Yeah. So this weekend, I, you know, I, I, my talk was titled, you know, how to create a business and life you love by putting your health first. And, you know, I gave the 10 steps to doing that. And the first one is to make a decision. You know, and I shared when I entered that physique transformation contest, you know, I made a decision in my mind to get in the best shape of my life. But the second part of that is the most important to make a commitment, you know, and, and I made a commitment when I actually put some money in, hired a coach, hired a professional and then entered a contest with a deadline. So that's what I would say is, you know, and then there's steps from there, right? Being consistent, accountability, all those kinds of things. Uh, but making that decision, deciding like enough's enough, I'm burning the bridges. This is something I'm doing. I'm not talking about it anymore. That's number one, because the plan, you got to have a plan and there's a million different ways to get results, but making a decision. And then if you're serious about it, you know, I highly recommend getting a professional, getting a coach so that they can not only give you a plan that, you know, is going to work for you. So you have confidence, but hold you accountable to do what you're supposed to do and need to do when you don't feel like it. Cause guess what? You're not always going to feel like it. Um, so that, that's the, the biggest thing I would say. And also just to start, you know, once you make that decision, don't overcomplicate it you know, yes, research, find a coach, but go outside and walk, you know, walking is not a complete fitness plan, but, uh, you know, walking is, is, is going to be a great start and give you heart health benefits, you know, strengthen your legs, um, you know, all those kind of things. You know, and that's really the philosophy between, uh, behind, uh, David Goggins in his book, can't hurt me. And he doesn't do the mild exercises, mind you. He runs these ultra marathons, you know, these tough mutters and, and stuff like that, where he abuses his body to the nth degree. And he writes about how he was a Marine, but, uh, what, when he did the tough mutter, it was beyond anything that being a Marine had pushed him to. And that's a case in point. You could go to the nth degree of pushing yourself and that's what you want to do. So be it, do it. But there are easier ways to do it as well. Yeah. David, David's incredible. He's inspiring. He's, I mean, he's a beast. He does the hundred mile races, just like Jesse Itzler, who spoke, you know, at the same event I did last week. And, 
you know, that I used to do CrossFit and just really push my body to the extreme. And, you know, at the time it served me, but you know, it's, it's not, again, it gets back to what do you want? What are your goals? I think that's a, a good point. So many people are doing workouts and eating. I'll see people at the gym and I'm like, why are you, I'm thinking, why are you doing that exercise? You know, for me, it's like, what do you, what do you want? And most of us, what do we want? We want to look good. We want to have a good body, but more so we want to feel good and have good health and energy. So structure your workout and eating plan where you can actually feel good and have energy, you know, instead of just doing something just, just because you think it you're supposed to, or you saw somebody on you know, YouTube doing it. Yeah. Well, Russ, we're almost at our end already, believe it or not. Now, this show is called How to Live a Fantastic Life Show. Russ Yeager, how do you live a fantastic life? Man, I mean, it gets into what we've been talking about, putting your health first. Putting your health first. And I really have to say second, and this is me personally. I know people have different you know, beliefs, but for me, it's putting God first, putting my, you know, belief in Jesus and then putting my health first. And then, you know, my family and everything, you know, flows from there. Um, I'm totally driven on business, you know, creating financial freedom for my family, um, you know, as aggressive and competitive as the next guy, but, you know, God, God, health, family, uh, first. And I believe if you do those things, then you have the, the energy, you know, physical, mental, and spiritual to accomplish anything you want. Yeah, one of my favorite books that I read many, many years ago when I was in high school was a book by Gail Sayers. Now, Gail Sayers was a running back for the Chicago Bears, and many people would not have remembered him. He wrote one of those made-for-TV movies called I Am Third, and it was the story of Brian Piccolo, who was a another running back for that team at that same time who ended up very sick with cancer and ending up dying. So uh, Gail's concept was I am third. God is first. My friends are second. I am third. And that still is a book that people should look up because it really gives the message that I think is very important. Yeah, I love it. I'll have to check that out. I've never heard of it. No, it's, 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 again, I'm a very old person, so it's still out there. I just looked it up on Amazon, so it's something that is definitely there. Awesome. Okay. Sir, how can people get in touch with you, and how can they get your book? And repeat the name of your book. <laughs> so my book, I don't know if I said it. It's The title is Live Longer, Feel Better, and Look Great Naked. And, you know, I, I just re-released it as an ebook. I did, tw- I wrote the book in 2014, I think, and I did 2021 updates because I've changed a lot and learned a lot over the past eight years. And so I turned it into an ebook and your audience can get it for free. They can go to freenakedbook.com. And yes, that is the URL. <laughs> I thought it was funny, uh, but be careful typing it in, right? You might get something you don't want. So yeah, just go to freenakedbook.com. They can get it, you know, instantly. Uh, it'll be sent to your, or not instantly, I guess it'll be sent to your email. And, um, you know, it's exactly what I do at 47 years old, you know, to still have the abs, you know, which, which, you know, is important, but not as important, it's, uh, you know, but to be healthy, be fit, feel good and still enjoy a real life, you know, working out three to four, maybe five times a week, um, you know, eating real foods and being able to, you know, run my, my three businesses and actually spend time with my family. And so it's doable and it's realistic for real people. Well, thank you, Russ. Thank you for spending the time with us. And thank you for sharing your wisdom that you've accumulated. My pleasure, Dr. Laika. Thank you so much. Have a fantastic day. You too, brother. Ladies and gentlemen, talk to you soon. You've been listening to How to Live a Fantastic Life. 
Be sure and pick up a copy of Dr. Laika's book, The Secrets to Living a Fantastic Life, on Amazon.com. And you'll want to subscribe right here on this page so you don't miss a single episode. Have a fantastic day. We'll be right back. 